7.05 on your Wednesday evening. You know what we're doing now, Employment Law, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Email Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Let's get it happening. We'll get into uh, everything employers and employees ever wanted to know about termination for cause, but prior to that, always the week that was. That's right, John, and you know, welcome to all our listeners. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, John, but I'm in the mood to answer lots of questions today. So hopefully we get lots of calls, want to talk to people, tell them about their workplace rights, uh, answer any concerns that they have. If you, you want to know if your employer can do something or cannot do something, your rights in, at work, you lost your job, you're worried about your job, give us a call right now. Uh, and I always like to start off, John, with the week that was, a couple of situations that I saw and dealt with in the previous week. First one uh, I'll tell you about involved a company that was closing a certain division, okay? And because of that, they had to let go of everyone in that division. Uh, about 10 people. Mm-hmm. Now, what they've done, what they did is they told all the employees, we're giving you six months notice that we're closing the division and you're losing your job. Now, for some of these people, they said, depending on, on their length of employment, we'll also pay you severance a- at the end of it. So they were trying to treat all the employees well, give them notice and give them severance when needed. Now, one of the employees, the person that called me, was on a disability leave when this all happened. Uh, And, you know, for for a serious medical condition, was supposed to continue to be on for a few more months. And the employer, though, treated this person in the same way. Uh, They contacted the person, sent them a letter, and said to him, "Uh, we're giving you the same six months notice, your employment comes to an end, and because you've only worked for us for three years, six months notice is all you get, you don't get any more. And now, here's the thing. If he was working... If he was at work, not on a disability leave, six months notice is all he'd probably be entitled to, and he probably would have any other entitlements. But here's the thing, John. You cannot give notice to someone that's not actively at work. He's not earning income. He's off at home on a sick leave. You can't give him notice. So that six months notice for him doesn't count because he's not at work. So what does that mean? That means they have to now pay him six months severance. He doesn't get the, the six months notice for him, doesn't count. Uh, and uh, what I'm dealing with right now is to educate this employer and say, no, no, you cannot give someone notice. Can you imagine if it was other, otherwise? You may have an employee that's on a maternity leave, disability mm-hmm. leave, and you tell them, hey, guess what? We're giving you notice that your employment is terminated, but since you're not at work, too bad. We actually don't have to pay you. Right. So, uh, no, that doesn't work that way. An employee that's off on a medical leave or off work, not working, cannot be given notice of termination. If their employment comes to an end, they have to get paid. They have to get paid severance. So that, that applied to this individual. Cool. Next one. Uh, next one I'll tell you had to do with uh, cause, which is why we're, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, termination for cause a bit later on in the show today. Uh, what happened with uh, this particular situation, the employer uh, had found out that uh, one of the employees that they had, I guess, was a, a disgruntled employee. Mm-hmm. And how did that come about? They found out that he was going around, uh, you know, grumbling to his coworkers, telling uh, coworkers, you know, he's not happy, that the employer's not paying enough, that the employer's not reasonable when requests are made. Just so poison in the hallways. Kind of, yeah. Just, just not, not, you know, not being very nice and, and you know, uh, upsetting the other employees. And when the employer found out about that, they called them into a meeting and they said, we're letting you, for, you, uh, you go for cause. Mm. We don't have to pay you anything. Get out of here. Well, no. Here's the thing. You cannot do this. Let me make it very clear, John. What this employee was doing was wrong. Uh, he did not have a right to go and, and, and say bad things about his employer to his colleagues. And uh, his employer was very right to be upset. 
But is it cause? It's not. Why? Because he had a clean record. There was never any discipline on his record. Uh, and because what he did is not fatal to the employment relationship in and of itself. He should have been disciplined. A mm-hmm. warning, maybe even a suspension. But the standard for a termination for cause is so high that this situation was just not enough. So this person, even though his employer had a good reason, I guess, for letting him go, was not cause, so he was wrongfully dismissed. What's the lesson here? The lesson always is it is difficult to terminate for cause. You have to build up your case if you're the employer. You have to uh, discipline the employee in advance. You have to provide warnings, opportunities to improve And only if the employee can't do it, doesn't get it, won't cooperate, maybe then you can terminate for cause. That's not what happened in this case, even though the employee did do something wrong. So that was a wrongful dismissal. Tell me a little bit uh, in the last couple minutes here before the break about severance pay calculator. Well, guess what? With this individual that was terminated really without cause, he's owed severance. So how does he find out or anyone in that situation find out how much severance they get? Well, very easy. They go to severancepaycalculator.com. They input their age, the type of job that they have, and the length of their employment, and they're going to find out exactly how many weeks or months pay they are owed. You know, I want this to be the number one place people go to when they lose their job. It should be automatic. You lose your job, you go to severancepaycalculator.com, you find out how much you're owed, and if you want, you can contact me right from there. Uh, so again, severancepaycalculator.com. Make sure everyone knows about it. 416-870-6400-640 on cell to call the radio station tonight up until 8 o'clock. We'd love to hear from you. Any questions like uh, Lior outlined will be answered for sure. You want to drop us an email, Lior, L-A-O-R, at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640. 7.15 on your Wednesday evening. Employment Hour continues up until 8 o'clock. As always, taking your phone calls, the questions... Hit us up. We haven't stumped you yet in two and a half years, but we're going to try. Got, uh, to try. Glenn here in Toronto. Good evening, Glenn. How are you? Oh, God. All right. Yourself? <laughs> All right. Well, you got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Oh, I've got a hundred of them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try. Well, the thing is, I work for a union, and it's a little different than what you're doing, right? That's right. So what's the uh, question, Glenn? Well, I feel I've been wrongfully uh, dismissed. My union's exhausted me, so now I'm going to follow the Federal Labor Board to discuss the wrongful dismissal. Would you have any advice on, on that route? So, so here's the thing, Glenn. Uh, the, the bad news is you actually can't pursue your wrongful dismissal uh, at, at the labor board or any other forum if you're a unionized employee. The only remedy if your union is not helping you is to file a complaint against the union so maybe the labor board can order the union to do a better job. That's not something usually that's going to be very effective. Mm. So as a unionized employee, the only one allowed to deal with your employer if you lose your job is the union. Uh, so you, you can't deal with it yourself. You can't say, Lior, I want you to be my lawyer and deal with it. Can't do that. You're not allowed. It has to be the union. So all I could do is, is wish you much success, and hopefully you can work with the union to resolve this problem because it is the union's obligation to help you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on seller smartphone. Got uh, Greg in Mississauga. Hi, Greg. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Um, Go ahead. My, my wife works for a small company, and her employer offered the employees benefits. And this was the first year that they've done that. My wife used the benefits as per what she's entitled to to submit. Right. And now the employer's coming back and saying, oh, well, you guys are using too much benefits and you have to 
scale back what you're using. And I'm thinking, how can they do that if they've offered a package and then come back and say, well, you're using too much? Yeah, and, and when you say benefits, I'm, I take you're talking about health, dental, those types of benefits. Health, dental, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. I mean, offering benefits is not something that an employer is legally required to offer. However, if the employer does offer benefits, well, they can't necessarily just change the plan. They can't say, well, I gave you benefits. Now I'm taking it away or I'm taking some of it away. Uh, you know, it becomes a term of employment. So uh, as far as your wife and, and her colleagues, as long as what they are using is within the terms of the plan. And, you know, every plan has limits. You know, you can use X amount for prescription and X amount for... Or the for, and so exactly. on and so forth. Yeah. yeah, you know, for dental, whatever it is. So a plan has these, these limits. As long as they're within the limits, they have nothing to worry about. They can't be penalized uh, for, for doing that. If the employer then decides to maybe take away the plan or say we're going to eliminate half of it, then there may be repercussions. That could potentially be a constructive dismissal uh, if an employer takes away uh, the benefit. So from my best advice is use the plan within the terms of the plan. If the employer tries to penalize someone for, mu- for using it or tries to take it away or change it, yeah, give me a call. Have her give me, give me a call because she may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. The employer can't do that. That number, by the way, uh, Glenn and Greg, both of you, 416-216-5900. That is Lior's uh, personal number. I want to throw that out there as we continue here. We're going to talk about everything employers and employees ever wanted to know about termination for cause. First of all, right off the top, what is termination for cause? Yeah, so let, let's kind of lay uh, the groundwork here, John. Uh, you know, we, we, we mentioned this term before, termination for cause, but, you know, there's a lot of misconception as to what it actually is and when an employer can terminate for cause. So here's the bottom line. A termination for cause is something or a termination can only happen if an em- employee is guilty of very significant and serious misconduct. Uh, it's it's the, the ultimate worst punishment that an employer can impose on an employee. And the only ones that can uh, get that punishment is people that employees that are guilty of very serious misconduct. Usually before the employer can do that, the employer would have to engage in other forms of discipline, uh, warnings, suspensions, etc., so what I see often in my, uh, in my practice is employers terminating for cause, quote unquote, before they're legally able to do so, just like in the example I gave at the top of the show. So the employee may have done something wrong, maybe even did a few things wrong, but that's not the question. The question is whether the things that the employee did wrong amount to just cause. It is a very high standard. Think about it, and I've said this before on the show, as the death penalty. Who gets the death penalty? The worst offenders, not any offender. It's the same with the termination for cause. The worst offenders get it. So maybe you did something wrong in the workplace. If your employer said that they let you go for cause and because of that, guess what? They're not going to pay you severance. Mm -hmm. That may well be a wrongful dismissal. And, of course, as I've I've just alluded, the termination for cause, if the employer can prove it, the employer is not going to pay severance. And oftentimes the severance could be tens of thousands of dollars or more so it's very important to understand when the employer doesn't have to pay that amount because in every other situation, the employer does have to pay it. We're going to sneak in a quick call before our next break. Got uh, Mike up in Innisfil. Uh, good evening, Mike. How are you? Uh, good, yourself? Okay. You got a question for Lior. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Lior. I'm just, uh, I just had a quick question. Um, I'm, I'm with a tech or was with a tech firm for the last two and a half years. Yes. Uh, President's Club last year, President's Club this year. Uh, January, uh, early January, I got called in, uh, was let go. They, they decided that um, 
uh, there was a reorganization, so they let a big chunk of the sales staff go across yes. Canada. Um, and my question was, prior to being let go, because I was a, a very, obviously, President's Club, um, I talked with HR and I talked with my manager about moving into uh, inside sales manager, so to manage sort of the account uh, development team. Yeah. Uh, both were very keen on, yeah, let's uh, let uh, move Mike into that role. Um, and then when I left, um, you know, starting to look for a new job, I noticed that two of those positions became open. So I just wonder if there was any ramifications in the fact that they let me go for a reorganization um, reason, uh, but a job that right. I was more than qualified for uh, became open after I left, and that was never offered to me as far as saying, okay, we're reorganized, we're going to let go X amount of sales staff, but Mike, uh, you know, maybe uh, we'll look at moving new to the role that we had already right. talked about. So here, here's the thing, uh, you know, Mike, what, what this does or what this makes your employers is dishonest. Obviously, they gave you a reason, which was probably not, the, not, not true, because obviously they went and hired someone else. Unfortunately, this dishonesty, quote-unquote, is not illegal. They're allowed generally to let you go as long as they pay you proper severance. So whenever we're talking about a termination with severance, whether or not they give you a reason or it's a good reason or an, or an honest reason doesn't really factor in. Now, let's, okay. let's, let's talk a bit about your severance. Uh, you two and a half years in a sales position. And how old are you, Mike? Uh, 49. And uh, in your situation, I would assess you right around six months severance is what you'd be owed. Uh, what, what did they offer you? Uh, they started at eight weeks and we're at 12 weeks right now. Well, that's 12 weeks is about 50 cents on the dollar. Uh, so so that's, that wouldn't be a good offer. Uh, so uh, have you signed off on a severance? Uh, no, no, I haven't signed off on it yet. I have the documents at home, but... Uh, haven't signed off on it yet, no. Well, you know, unfortunately, nothing can be done about the reason. What can be done is to make sure that you get full severance, which, again, for you, easily is six months pay. Uh, so, uh, and that, by the way, that includes all components of your compensation, salary, benefits, bonuses, commissions, etc. So, okay. uh, happy to help you if you'd like me to. Happy to talk to you and, and, and see if there's a way to get that to you very quickly. Usually, these things are very easy to resolve, but uh, it, it's really a question of severance, and for you, that's six months. Mike, I'm going to give you a, a number that uh, I let you go there. You can stand by and listen for this one. It's 416-216-5900. 416-216-5900. That will put you in contact with Lior directly. Taking a quick break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell. More calls coming up. 727 on the Employment Hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell. Lior at employmenthour.com. To get us through email, got uh, phone calls coming through. Always priority. Eric, up in uh, Welland. How are you, Eric? Not bad. Yourself? Good, pal. What do you got to say? What do you got in mind? I got a question. Uh, my wife works for a company. She's been here for about four years. Now, the company's contract is due, is up right now. Now, if her company loses the contract, she will most likely have to be let go because there's too many employees. Now, is she entitled to some sort of severance pay? Well, absolutely, Eric. Yes, this is exactly the type of situation that people get severance when they're let go because of not because of something that they did wrong. In this case, the company loses a contract. It's unfortunate, but your wife gets severance. Now, she's been there for four years. Uh, what kind of a job? What does she do? It's a cleaning uh, janitorial job. Janitorial? And how old is your wife? 46. So in her situation, uh, she probably gets five to six months severance uh, is what they would owe her in this situation. So they can let her go, you know, tomorrow, next month, whatever, next year, if they, if they decide to, as long as they pay her that severance. So 
my best advice, if that does happen, if she gets the, the, the appropriate severance, wonderful, life is good. If she doesn't, then have her give me a call, and, and if needed, I can certainly help her uh, make sure that she gets the severance that she's owed. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Eric, that number, uh, 416-216-5900. Graham out in Kitchener. Good evening, Graham. Good evening. How are you? I'm not too bad. Okay, go Um, ahead. So uh, my wife was working for a company for eight years, just over eight years. Uh, It's a big, big company, giant payroll, and uh, but a big section of the company uh, closed down. So she uh, was laid off. Now, originally she was laid off a year ago. But she was uh, pregnant and going on maternity leave on January 1st. So they said, okay, we're not going to lay you off because I think they believe there were some issues there. And uh, kept her on as an employee. So in other words, she had benefits for that year. Then uh, and told her that uh, they would review her and try and get her position back when she came back the year later, which is this January 4th. And uh, that didn't pan out. So they lay her off and they gave her a total... a total of it was eight weeks in lieu of notice and nine weeks of severance. <laughs> so, and how many uh, years? Eight years, I think you said. Eight, eight years, yeah. Yeah. So, no, that, that that's certainly not appropriate. Now, the termination itself, assuming it, it's legitimate because they were closing down the department or whatever it is, the termination itself is probably otherwise legal. What is not appropriate is the fact that she certainly would be owed more uh, than eight uh, weeks and, and nine weeks, so that's seventeen weeks. Uh, what kind of a job? What was she doing? Uh, so she was an administrative assistant. Administrative assistant, and how old is your wife? Uh, she's thirty-two. <laughs> so she, she <laughs> good. Okay, we'll, we'll go with we that. We all right? do that, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not going to ask you for her birthday. That's fine. Then that would yeah, be yeah, too yeah. tough. Well, that would have been easier, actually. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. okay, good. Just not what year. Uh, so, so here's the thing, Graham. Uh, so, in someone in her situation, yeah, about uh, about eight months pay is what she'd be owed. Okay, so eight months pay. You know, if my math is right, that's probably around thirty-four ish weeks. So yeah. they're r- right around the half of what uh, they owe her. So yeah. no, that's not appropriate. That's not uh, not close. In fact, so okay. I, yeah, I certainly would encourage her to call me. The, the, the bad news is it's not appropriate. The good news is it's not going to be easy to. Uh, sorry, it's not going to be difficult at all to improve. It's going to be quite easy. So yeah. uh, have her give me a call. Uh, probably a letter can uh, just resolve this uh, very quickly. Graham, that number again: four one six two one six fifty nine hundred. Got uh, Paulie in Toronto. Hi, Paul. Hey, how are you guys? Good, pal. Go ahead. Just a quick question. I uh, suppose uh, I, I work for a union, and it's an industrial type of union where I'm on staff. I am a, uh, I'm also a member of the union, but I'm not covered by a collective agreement. Hmm. So, so Paul, you, your union is your employer? Yes. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. So, uh, again, I'm not covered by a collective agreement. Yes. If they were to terminate me, uh, would they... How would that severance work? I understand that they would pay a lot less. They would pay basically, um, I've been there for about 10 years. They, based on so many weeks in the first year and so many weeks in the second year and so forth. So, Paul, as I understand it, just I want to make sure I get this. So you work for the union. You're not a unionized employee. You just work for them. That's right. Okay. So because of that, your, your entitlements are the same as any other employee. doesn't matter if you were working for them or working for uh, a bank. Uh, you get full severance. Uh, so you don't get less because of who they are. Uh, so you've been there for 10 years, I think you said? Yes. And wh- wh- what do you do there? I'm a business uh, representative. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with that. And how old are you, Paul? I am 49. 
So right around a year's pay is what you'd be owed, okay? One year's pay, 12 months. Uh, so if they let you go, uh, that's what you get. There's no discounts. They don't get a special deal. Uh, they don't get to, uh, to reduce or deduct anything. 12 months is what they would owe you. Uh, have they let you go or are you just concerned about that happening? I'm con- uh, I haven't let me go, but I'm concerned because I've seen other people go and I don't mm-hmm. see they've gotten the right amounts that they should be entitled to under the act. Right. Uh, but, well, the, I've, I've actually dealt with a number of situations of people that work for unions, uh, and I can, I can tell you with no doubt whatsoever, yes, you are owed 12 months pay. That's not something that they can get away with. So if that does happen, if you lose your job, give me a call, unless, of course, they pay you 12 months pay. That number, 416-216-5900. And we'll take a break. The number to call in, and you know by now, 416-870-6400 and star 640 on cell. More of the Employment Hour coming right up. 7.37, the Employment Hour. Get right back to the phones. We appreciate your uh, hanging in there. Got uh, Carlos right here in Toronto. Good evening, Carlos. Hey, John. Uh, Lira, thanks for taking my call. Great show, by the way, guys. Thank thanks, you. Pal. Hey, my question's a real quick one. I'll take it off the air. Um, if somebody's been working for a company, say, three years, five years, ten years, and they were, say, dismissed, and uh, they get whatever severance, actually, they, they were told that was owed to them, is there, like... Uh, a set amount of time that if you're entitled to more, uh, how long actually do you have until you could collect any other monies that are possibly owed to you? And I'll take my call up here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks, Carlos. So the answer is two years, Carlos. You have two years uh, to, to get the amounts owed to you, two years from the termination. Now, that's a very strict timeline. There's no exceptions to that. It's not two years in a day or even two years in an hour. It's exactly two years. Now, that assumes, of course, you didn't sign off on a release in favor of your employer. If you sign off on a release and a month later, a week later, you say, well, now I want uh, more because I realize it wasn't enough, then it may be too late already. Otherwise, it's two years. Randy, does your uh, question still apply? What's your question for Lior? Yeah, good evening. I, I think he somewhat answered, but right. I just need some clarifications sure. there. Yeah. A uh, buddy of mine was fired 10 years ago, wrongful dismissal, based on what I heard you outlined there a couple minutes ago. Is it too late? Is there like a statute of limitation uh, as to when you can confront the employee or whatever? Yeah, Randy, thanks. Uh, as I was mentioning uh, to the previous call, yeah, the statute of limitation is two years. Okay. So you have two years from the date you were let go, and that's a very strict timeline. So unfortunately, your friend uh, is too late now to do anything about it. And that's, by the way, John, a very important lesson for our listeners, because calls like that, we just had two of them. Mm-hmm. I, I have calls like that every single day. People that heard the show, heard me speak, uh, found out something online that they really were owed a lot more and they want my help. Unfortunately, in many cases, the termination happened years ago. So that's why it's so important if you lose your job to get some legal advice or go to severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, you have to make sure that you do it within the right timeline. What's the biggest gap has ever phoned? What's, what's the biggest gap in time? Well, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. Hopefully the person is not listening. But I, I did uh, have someone contact me uh, some time ago by email that was let go in the 70s. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, he gave, me, he gave me all the facts and the name of the company, exactly what happened, and he wanted to, to pursue it. Wow. And, and, and here's the thing. So, you know, I told him very politely, you know, there's two years. So obviously, sir, you know, you're, you're out of time. It's been bit. close to 40 years now. Uh, and he asked me, well, is the fact that I forgot about it, is, is that an excuse? Does that change it? That's amazing. Well, obviously, as you can appreciate, John, no, it's not an excuse. That there's a very 
a strict two-year limitation, and you're a bit too late if you waited 40 years. 70s. 70s. Wow. Yeah, no, not, not a good thing. Yes, sir, you can have it, but it'll come in beaver pelts. It was so long ago. We <laughs> yeah, didn't have cash right. then. Yeah, no cash. We're talking about uh, everything uh, the employer and the employers ever want to know about termination for cause. We'll get to more of that after a short break, and your phone calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It's the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640. And just a reminder out there again, Lior's number, 416-216-5900 and Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. I want to toss them an email. We were talking before a uh, string of phone calls there, everything employers and employees ever wanted to know about termination for cause. Back into uh, my next question for you, how difficult is it to establish that cause? Yeah, it is very difficult. It's quite difficult uh, to establish cause. It's a high, high standard what the employer would have to show is that whatever the employee did made it essentially impossible to continue employing them. Uh, it's a very high standard, and the unfortunate part, in my experience, and I've, I've been doing this for a long time, is that most employers pull the trigger way before they should on this termination for cause. So it's a high, high standard. Uh, depending on the type of uh, misconduct that uh, the employer is alleging, they may have to show that there was a repeated conduct, that they've tried to f- fix it, that they gave warnings. Uh, ultimately, they have to show that there's no other alternative but to let this person go for cause. Very, very high standard, very difficult to do. Give me some examples of uh, conduct that would uh, would rise to that level. So there's types of conduct that on their face, even if they only happen once, will be always cause for termination. For example, theft. If you steal from your employer, doesn't matter if it's only one time and if it's not a lot of money, guess what? If you get caught, that is cause for termination. Right there, nothing you or I or anyone else can do anything about. Uh, that said, uh, you know, there's other types of misconduct. For example, you know, violence, you, you hit someone in the workplace, uh, sexual assault, uh, any type types of conduct that are so bad on their face that one incident of misconduct is going to be enough for cause. Now, let's face it, those are going to be fairly rare. People that are let go for cause usually are going to be let go for performance reasons. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, to let someone go for performance reasons, it's not enough for the employer to show, well, you know what? Uh, John's performance wasn't good. He didn't meet the targets that we had. Uh, if the employee's performance is not good, it's on the employer to maybe try to improve the performance, put them on a performance improvement plan. It's eventually maybe give them a warning, maybe another warning. And, and really, when there's no choice, what can we do? Our targets are reasonable. The employee can't do it or won't do it. That's when uh, a termination for cause maybe can happen. So again, depends on the type of misconduct. Certain misconduct on their face, one time, that's cause. Other types of incidents or a misconduct or bad performance, the employer really has to build up its case. They may also want to show that there's previous uh, history of bad conduct. So really, uh, you know, the devil's in the details. Is the length of employment ever a factor? Well, yeah, le- length of employment is a, is a huge deal. You know, the, as hard as it is to terminate for cause always, even if you work for a few months, it's that much harder to terminate for cause an employee that's been there for a long period of time. Obviously, if you've been working for a long period of time, you've been able to work for that period of time because you're a good employee. You've been able to prove yourself. So to show that all of a sudden now you've become so bad that mm-hmm. they can let you go for cause, the employer really has to have his, its uh, ducks in a row. So it's that much more difficult to terminate for cause uh, an employee with long service. I had a case uh, recently when after 32 years of employment, the employer tried to terminate the employee for cause for performance reasons. 
yeah, good luck with that. After yeah. 32 years, no chance in hell that someone can be let go for performance reasons unless it's so, so severe. Uh, so, yeah, perf- uh, length of service is always a big factor. So if you're advising an employer about uh, getting into this, how many quote-unquote chances uh, would you give an employer or an employee anyway? Yeah, no, and I always get that question asked by employers. So they say, okay, Leo, you've convinced us that we can't just fire someone for cause. We need to build up our case, maybe give some prior warnings, but how many warnings? One, two, 15? Uh, and, and it really does depend on how serious the misconduct is. But if I'm going to be pressed to give some sort of a rule of thumb, I'm going to say the three. Three is a good number. If you've provided the employee with three w- forms of discipline, warnings, maybe a suspension, but three things, uh, and you can show that the employee has not improved, has not has refused or been unable to, to change their ways, then you may be able to terminate for cause. Now, there are going to be some cases where you can do it less than three. There's some cases where you're going to need more than three. Uh, But generally, as as a kind of a general guideline, we want to have three types of incidents or three types of disciplinary measures before the employer can uh, terminate for cause. You recommend, or we've talked about in past shows about the employer, and we'll talk about employees after the break, but building a case, building a case against an employee, it sounds sneaky, but that's what they have to do, right? What kind of things do they have to do? Yeah, you know, if you're contemplating, if you're the employer and you're contemplating letting someone go for cause, and by the way, letting them go someone for cause means no severance, right? You're going to deprive someone of their severance. Mm -hmm. To do that, you really, as I said, have to have your ducks in a row. So what does that mean? You want to show that there's been previous warnings. You want to show that there's previous suspensions, that there, that there was conduct before for which they were disciplined, that the employee was told that if they continue with this course of action, they're going to lose their job. That's how you build up your case. So if you're all of a sudden an employee and your employer is now giving you these written warnings or has put, up a, put you on a performance improvement plan, it's because they're trying usually to build up their case. They want to get to the point where they may be able to let you go for cause. The employer needs to have that that ammunition, I guess, for lack of a better term, to be able to let you go for cause. They can't just decide, you know what, now I've had enough. I know I never said anything to you, but you, you haven't been a good employee, so I'm going to let you go for cause because, in that case, they wouldn't have built up their case. And we'll, uh, we'll tell you what to do if you're on the receiving end of all that after a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. And uh, Lior's direct number again, 416-216-5900. The Employment Hour, right here. Talk Radio, AM 640. 753, last few minutes of the show for this uh, weeknight. Always back in the weekend show. Get to uh, John in Toronto. Hi, John, how are you? Not bad. How are you guys? Good, sir. Go ahead. Uh, My wife was just let go uh, a couple days ago. Uh, She had 15 years of service. She was in management. And the reason given was that uh, there's, there's a new organization, a new job is no longer uh, exists. Yes. And they, and they gave her ten and a half weeks of severance. Weeks, or, of weeks or months, John? Weeks or months? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, ten and a half months. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, three months uh, will be uh, used for salary continuance. Yes. And after that, it will be a lump sum payment. Got it. Uh, but questions. I've got two questions. The question number one is, is that severance enough? Number one. And number two, if we use your services, then how much is it going to cost us? Okay. Good questions, both of them. So first of all, to answer if it's enough, uh, so she's been there 15 years. She's in management. And how old is your wife? 
she is 55. So yeah, a ten and a half months is not even not even close, John. She probably would be at anywhere from sixteen to eighteen months of severance is what she'd be owed. Okay, so so they're somewhere between six to eight months shy of where they need to be. So uh, that's the question number one. No question that ten and a half months is not enough. The 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 answer to your second question in terms of how much. Well, here's the thing, uh, something like this that's so straightforward. Uh, I could probably, in many cases, resolve with the letter. So you know, you're, you're looking at an, an hour of a lawyer's time. That's not going to be a lot of uh, a lot of money. So the investment is very much worthwhile here. It's not a big investment, and in most cases, John, we're able to get the company to cover the legal fees. Which you know, if we're looking at an hour's time, depending on the lawyer, anywhere from you know two to three to three hundred and fifty dollars. So so we're not talking uh, about a big investment by any stretch. She really does need to call me because uh, she she easily should be owed another. Six to eight months pay. John, that number, very important. You give uh, Lior a call after the show or uh, very soon after anyway. 416-216-5900 is that number. Got uh, David in Mississauga. Hi, David. Hi, guys. Uh, great show. Um, I'm out of a company now, but I-, I was at a company for 10 years. Everything was great, but I got a huge argument with my boss. So he decided uh, I was a marked man, and I was, I was late a lot. So that was the way he was getting rid of me. He was, he was uh, logging it down. But I'm basically asking you, what, what's the time frame on, like, I started to clean up my act, but all of a sudden there's a snowstorm. Uh, I'm not late for two months, but now, you know, what's, how, how do they do that? Like, yeah, so, so it's actually for an employer, it's actually quite difficult to let an employee go for cause because of lateness. The employer would have to show that, you know, it's, it's a chronic problem, that it's significant. So if you're late five minutes, that's not going to impact your employer for the most part. So, so that's not going to be enough. If you're late an hour regularly and they've tried to fix the problem, well, guess what? That could be cause after they've given you a few warnings. So it depends how long you were late for and if they give you written warnings before. Uh, I suspect it would have been very difficult. Did they pay you severance? No, I, I jumped ship because uh, mm. uh, I, I would have used you years ago. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I was, I was just, I just felt easier just to leave. But, yeah, I, I think that's what they were trying to do. He wanted to get rid of me but not pay the severance at the time. Yeah. And uh, I just couldn't deal with it. But, I, I, like, once a month or something, I'd be, like, 10 minutes late. No, nah, that, that, that's not cause, man. It really wouldn't have been cause. So if they decided to let you go because of that, you would have been entitled to your full severance. Being 10 minutes late once a month, you know, unless, I'm not telling you it's a great thing, but that's certainly not cause. Uh, so it is what it is, but certainly there's an important lesson there for, uh, for our listeners. Indeed. Give us uh, the final few moments here. Again, severancepaycalculator.com, really useful tool. Right. We've had a few questions already on the show tonight, John. People calling, wanting to know how much severance we had. The gentleman with the wife that has worked for 15 years. So one tool you, you can use always, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is severancepaycalculator.com. You can go there on your computer, on your phone, and find out exactly how much you're owed, how much your friend is owed that lost her job, your wife, your husband, etc. Go to severancepaycalculator.com, find out how much you're owed. If you want to contact me because you just found out that what they've offered you is not enough, there's a little green button there. You press that. You can send me an email straight from it. Uh, Great, great tool. We're very proud of it. It's the first uh, and only of its kind, severancepaycalculator.com. And the numbers are right. We've had people phone and say, wow, the number look really inflated. I think there's a bug in your app. Yeah, I I get emails like that all the time. The the severance calculator tells me I'm owed another $25,000. That can't be right, can it? 
Well, guess what? It is right. Uh, the numbers are correct. So go ahead, severancepaycalculator.com. Until next time, brother, the number is 416-216-5900. Remember that number. Write it down. Put it in your phone contacts. That's Lior's direct number. You want to send him an email now that the show is over. Until the weekend, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. You've been listening to, you guessed it, the Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio, AM 640.